0: belong become believe you're listening to grace church of northwest arkansas podcast this week's message is called yokes and crosses the speaker is john ray the location is once again vespers point mount sequoia we apologize for the poor sound quality as we did not have amplification during this service Somehow, Jane was able to string together eight uninterrupted hours of sleep. Like many first-time parents, we were in way over our head in this whole I mean, sure, we had read all the books. We had listened to all the advice. But this is something you have to learn by experience. This is not something that you can just abstractly understand. And those first days and weeks of caring for this infant were as intense and as exhausting. We need to realize that rest is key to our flourishing as followers of Jesus. It's not, it's not all work. As a matter of fact, without rest, our work becomes just another form of oppression, of slavery. Rest is key to our flourishing. Understanding and practicing rest is key to knowing God. It's key to knowing ourselves. It's key to being at peace With ourselves and others around us. At Grace, we talk a lot about how we belong and then we become and then we believe. Rest is knowing that you belong here. It's it's practicing for us as a community saying, you belong. You're welcome. It starts with that. There's no preconditions. You're welcome here. But that rest also is integral in our becoming, in how we do our work. I love the idea said by by an author a long time ago. He said, God is not recruiting slaves or servants or soldiers. God is welcoming daughters and sons. Christianity is not a press gang. This isn't some army you're being recruited into. This is a family. That is the primary metaphor that is used in the Bible. Is that of kinship with that. We can only become who we're supposed to be in, the, in that context. We can become who we're supposed to be when we know that we're wanted and welcomed and accepted. Finally, that leads us to belief. That is what builds our faith, is when we know that, when we experience that, then it becomes a confession out of our experience, the goodness of God, the love of God, the presence of God. But being burdened, being anxious, being heavy laden, a good biblical term, right? That is the common human condition, and I think that's why the words of Jesus, when He spoke this, were so profound. Alex quoted from the text, but uh, as we were preparing this week, it was brought up that the Message's translation really nailed it for this translation. So this is Matthew twenty-five or uh, Matthew eleven twenty, starting at verse twenty-five in the Message says, so Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. He said, the Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation. Coming out of the Father and Son, intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the way of the Son like the Father does, nor the Father the way the Son does, but I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the un. Forced Rhythms of Grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly." I love that imagery of the unforced rhythms of grace, because it is a rhythm that we have to practice. We all have to work. Look, it's it's inescapable. But we've talked a lot about how grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. Of course we have to give effort, we know that. (laughs) But that effort has to be in rhythm, has to be in sync with rest. True rest, deep rest. Now I understand looking out here and the people that I talk with and and even in my own life that this is more aspirational experiential for most of us. And if it's aspirational for some of us, it seems impossible for some of us. It seems impossible to do with all the information that is piled upon us, with the obligations we have with our families, with our jobs, with taking care of people, with school. It It seems like we're being told, put in a round room and told to go sit in a corner. That's where the seasonality comes in. That's where we start to understand that this is a rest that transcends our circumstance. That this is a rest that is offered as a promise, as a gift. It's not something. It's not just one more thing we have to do. The last thing I want any of us to hear this morning is, is rest as a command. There's one more thing you have to do. One more thing you have to exert your effort to do. That's not it. This rest is something we receive. It is a gift. But in receiving that, we also need to understand what the obstacles are, and there are many. I just mentioned a few, right? Like if we're constantly continuing in. in I confess, this is this is a struggle for me. Disconnecting. Setting the phone, the computer, the updates, setting that aside. Not constantly checking for the latest update. Turning the phone off. Setting the computer aside. Learning the rest. This notion that we have in our society where our worth is tied to our productivity. We live, especially here in Northwest Arkansas, where there is a cult of productivity, like you want to know what the sin is, the number one sin in, in Northwest Arkansas is saying it was when someone asks you how you doing, you say I'm oh, I'm good, I ain't got anything to do. Sinner. The appropriate answer is oh, I'm so busy, right? I mean, that's the expected answer. Anything other than that answer is suspect. If you are not busy, if you are not constantly exerting effort, you're, there's something wrong with you. There is something suspect in your character. You're not to be frustrated with that. So we live in this place of this cult of productivity. We feel disloyal also now with all the things going on. Sometimes we feel disloyal if we don't feel bad. We feel like We're we're letting our end of the bargain down. We're letting our friends down. We're letting those people that you need down if we're not constantly feeling the weight of their burden with it. And listen, we need to be connected. We need to be carrying one another's burdens. But there's also time to let that down as well. It's also time to set that aside. We're burdened because we feel unable to communicate We feel unable to really express ourselves in a way that is understood because we see so much disconnect, so much entrenchment around us. But maybe the biggest thing is this. I think we all live under the expectation that if we just did it right, it would be easy if I just believe the right thing. If I just marry the right person. If I just got the right job. If I just acted the right way. Gave the right amount of money. Lived in the right place. If I just if I just figured out the formula, then this would all just be lifted off, and then it would be easy. that's just not true we don't have a promise of that we don't have a promise christianity is not a self-help religion it's not a that's that's the essence of the prosperity gospel is it's a magic formula believe this act this way do this thing and then it's 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 all going to be easy it's just not true we know because even with this promise that Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. If you look at the context, it's sandwiched in between him calling his disciples to basically go away from their mother and father. That they will be persecuted in following Jesus. That That's on the front end of this. Then we have this promise. And then later on, we have the, the instruction, take up your cross. And follow me. And so we live in this dynamic tension between the easy yoke and the cross that we must bear. And I find it interesting, we talked this week about how Jesus says, take up my yoke. He says, basically, be yoked with me. Work with me. Watch me. Watch how I work. I know the Father. The Father knows me. You can know that too. So, so link up with me. You take your yoke, our yokes, right? That we try to form for ourselves, that are heavy, that are ill-fitting, that oppress us, or the yokes of other people, of society, of culture, of all these things that enslave us and burden them, burden us. He said, No, take that off, put mine on. It's still going to be work. you still got things to do. We're called to create. We're called as part of being created in the Imago Dei. We're called to labor. We're called to work. We're called to overcome challenges. We're called to encounter tough situations and get through them and form something beautiful out of them. But we need to do it Jesus way. <laughs> we need to learn from Jesus with that. But at the same time, he says, take up your cross. Not his cross, but my cross. The thing that I'm having to deal with, the thing that I'm having to understand, the thing that I'm having to bear that is unique to my situation. I can do this in and by the sacrificial indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And I find myself either rejecting my cross, I want to pick up someone else's cross. I want to go go do something for someone else which really only they can do with God. I want to save them from something. So I I started accumulating crosses, right? They're not mine. I can't carry them. I can't do that. Or I see my cross and I'm like, hell no. (laughs) It's too much. I don't want to bear that cross. Give me someone else's. I don't want to do that. Those two things are linked, they're intertwined. I can't can't adequately express it, but this idea of learning from Jesus, of working from Jesus, but also taking up my cross, they come together. And the thing that saves us from being overwhelmed by it all, from being just crushed under the wheel of what feels like the constant, relentless challenge is this promise of rest. Now, we really don't have time to go into it this morning. And I know I recommend books all the time. Everybody's got their nightstand full. But there is a book by a rabbi named Abraham Heschel. And the title of the book is simply Sabbath. And if you ever want to really have your mind blown, if you ever really want to dig in, if you want something that will nurture your soul while challenging at the same time, pick up this book. It's not, it's not many pages, but it will take you forever to work through. Because every sentence is dripping with meaning. So I'm going to quote from it a little bit here. Now he's talking specifically about Sabbath. But in this, this applies to this idea of rest. He says Shabbat, because he is a rabbi. But Sabbath comes with its own holiness. We enter not simply a day in the atmosphere. He says, "My father cites the Zohar. The Sabbath is the name of God." Think about that. Sabbath is one of the names of God. What other God promises rest? We are within the Sabbath rather than the Sabbath being within us. For my father, the question is not how to produce, always work, you have to produce, but as members of God's family, as beloved for simply who we are, not what we give or bring or do. This is the rest that is promised. We are not slaves. We are not an accumulation of what we produce. We are not defined by our output. Now, we've been also talking in this season of disciplines, like, well, how do we do this? So I want to practice something. We've done this before. So remember how I told you to think of something that is causing you anxiety, something that you're carrying? I want you to take your hands. Everybody take your hands, and I want you to just grip them. I want you to make a fist. I want you to, I mean, let me see your white knuckles. Like dig your fingers in your palms and think about that burden. And now take a deep breath. And slowly open your hands. see now in your open hands the rest that God promises the rest for which we are created for the rest which is our destiny Thank you for listening to the Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast you can find out more about us at gracechurchnwa.org. Have a blessed week. Friends, it is the will of God that each of us experience the rest that leads to that feeling of being born again. Freed from the tyranny of this world, the lies of the devil, and addictions of our flesh, that kind of rest is the exclusive gift of God and there's no other place that can be found. So Grace Church, go now in the confident faith that you are loved unconditionally, accepted eternally, and welcomed eagerly. Let this fuel your resting and your working both in proper measure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in peace.